Hi, I'm Leanne Kim, and this is The Business of Thinking Big, the podcast where we talk all things business mindset, strategy, and hustle. So if you're looking to grow your revenue, serve more dream clients, and create amazing new possibilities, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Stay tuned. Hey friend, and welcome to The Business of Thinking Big. As always, I'm your host and business coach, Leanne Kim, and I'm so excited to have you here. I've wanted to do an episode like this for a while about social media strategies that work for me. And part of my hesitation is that good old imposter syndrome. I have thought about doing this and then I've also had thoughts of, but wait a second, I'm not a social media expert. What the heck do I know? Why would anyone want to learn that from me? And then I realized that to many of you that are listening to this, to many of my people that follow me on social, I am an expert. I am further ahead. I've been doing this for a little while longer. So I thought I'd share some of the social media stuff that is currently working for me. Some of this is what's working right now. Some of this will be what's working for the last little while. At the time of recording this, this is summer of 2021. And I do feel like, you know, over time, I have gotten better at this. In the past, I have been hesitant with social media. And I've even said on this podcast before, I don't consider myself a marketing expert. I'm really more of a sales expert. You know, that was really where I spent the majority of my time. So putting ourselves out there, even, you know, putting myself out there in those early days, I did find that super difficult. And I had to work at finding the stuff that worked for me, both from just like a comfort perspective and also an authenticity perspective, what actually felt like me, what felt real and authentic and truthful to my community. So there's a lot of stuff that I've tried that has completely failed. And that would be my first tip to you is if you're putting yourself out there on social media, you know, feel comfortable trying new things right? Try new things. See what works. Don't assume you know what works. Don't assume you have to do what other people are doing. Really be comfortable testing out different platforms, especially in the early days. You know, before you commit to a strategy, one of the best things you can do is test stuff out on different platforms, different types of content, and see what works for you. And how you know it's working is that it's resonating with people. People are commenting, they're liking, they're sharing your stuff. You know, the more engagement on any social media post, the more that's telling you it's something that people want to see. You know, this is very basic. And I've had lots of social media experts on this show talk about this very thing. Engagement is key. If your social media is, is kind of going out there and it's going to crickets and nobody's responding and nobody's engaging, it means that it's not the right message on the right platform for the right person. It means that something is off. So you kind of have to have this experimental mindset when it comes to social media. And again, I think that's one of the things that has served me. You know, when I think about social media for my business, I've been doing that for the last, you know, six or so years. I've been putting out content for Mamas and Co for probably about six years. And I came from a place where I didn't do a lot of social media before that. So I really encourage you to explore and to have that beginner's mindset, right? Just knowing that there's lots to learn, you're not going to learn it all in one day. That in itself is a strategy that's going to serve you now and forever with everything you do in your business. But moving on more specifically to, you know, things that I've done recently that have worked well for me on social media. 
I would say I take my existing content and then I share it in a set number of platforms, right? I just get it out there everywhere. I don't feel like I need to constantly create new content because my podcast, this podcast that you're listening to right now is my core content. It goes out every week. It's my very best stuff. And once I have that, then it's my job to get that out into the world. So how I get that seen by more people is by sharing it on Instagram, on Facebook. Sometimes I'm sharing that on LinkedIn as well, depending on the content. But for the most part, and our email list, of course, right? I'm not reinventing the wheel because the content already exists. Then I'm just sharing you know, the post to get it out and into the world. So I highly recommend that if you have a blog or a video series or a podcast and you are not sharing that on all your platforms every time you have a new episode or a new piece of content, you got to start doing that. Use what you've got. It's great stuff. Don't reinvent the wheel. Okay. Another strategy that has worked well for me, especially over the last, I would say two or three years is video. Back in the day, I was really hesitant to do video. I felt very uncomfortable speaking to a camera on a screen because it was not my background. I came from, you know, I'm a, I'm a speaker at heart, but I was used to speaking to rooms full of people. And in fact, I've done talks to hundreds and even thousands of people at a time. And that to me felt so much more comfortable than starting to speak to a camera. It just felt weird in the beginning. And when I look at those old videos, oh my gosh. It looks like I'm feeling so awkward. And that's natural. When you haven't done something a lot, it's going to feel awkward. However, what I noticed about my videos over time is I did start to get more natural with it. The way I spoke, you know, I started feeling more like I was speaking just to that one perfect person, right? I, I envision one of my dream clients. I imagine I'm sharing this with her and she's absorbing it and she's taking it and she's using it to create a better business and a better life for herself. So for me, that's why videos are very impactful, is it is the number one thing that gives people the best taste of who I am and what working with me would be like. Because they'll see my face, they can hear my voice, they can see my passion so much more than, say, a static post or a quote or something like that. Now, those all have their place, but video is king when it comes to building connection. And keep in mind, the whole reason why building connection matters is that is going to get you more customers, right? The more connected they feel with you, the more they know, like, and trust you, the sooner they're going to buy from you. So that's why I'm a huge advocate for video. And specifically, what's working now for me, summer 2021, would be Instagram stories still after a couple of years of doing this. And also reels are really helping me with reach. I have to say they're not getting the best engagement, but they're definitely getting seen by the most people right now, Instagram Reels. I've also had great experience with Facebook Live videos. And again, these are still working today after many years. I use Facebook Live inside my membership community. I use that. I do that every single week. So video matters. Video nurtures people and it brings them in and it moves them up your offer ladder. So that is a strategy that although I resisted it for a very long time, I feel like I'm starting to master it and I know it has impacted the bottom line in our business. And I know that it will impact your business too. So I'm going to encourage you to have the courage to start talking to the camera, start putting out more content 
in a video format, whatever you feel comfortable with. And again, it's better that you do video and you try it than you get fixated on. You have to do it on one specific platform in one specific way all the time. Your people don't care about that. They're just looking to learn from you and video is going to help you do that. Okay. One other strategy that I have implemented from the very beginning is my 80-20 rule when it comes to social, which is 80% of my content will be business-related content. It will be the kinds of things that I coach on, that I teach on, and then 20% will be the other stuff. So that's my personal life. That's, you know, the behind the scenes life at home with my husband and my kids. Although I'll tell you right now, my husband doesn't particularly love being on social, especially you'll notice he always dives out of the Instagram stories videos on the weekends and stuff. He doesn't really want to be in those. And I get that and I respect that. But my people are curious about that. You know, I've recently started posting about what we're doing in the garden, even though I'm a terrible gardener. I post a lot about our weekend adventures and where we go. And I think that just really speaks to what my people want to create for themselves. You know, my people want to create a balanced and joyful life for themselves. So if I'm only on social talking business and they don't ever get to see my real life, you know, who I am behind the scenes there will be a disconnect there. So that's something that once I started doing more of that, again, I noticed that people were genuinely interested in who I was as a person, which again, built connection. So think about my 80-20 rule. 80% you're talking about what you do, how you can help people, but 20% of the time it's the more fun stuff, it's the quirky, it's the behind the scenes, you know, however much you feel comfortable sharing. Another strategy that has worked for me is sharing client success stories. You all are not doing this enough and I don't know why, but get your clients on your social media. You can do this in any number of ways. So, you know, for me, obviously, I bring a lot of my clients onto the podcast to share their success stories, and those get shared all over social media. And I'll talk about this in a minute, why that's actually a great strategy, the sharing piece, because when you bring somebody else into your content, they are now going to share that content for you as well. So you basically can double or even sometimes triple or quadruple your reach depending on their audience size. So client success stories are a beautiful way to share your genius, right? Because you don't have to toot your own horn. They are going to do that for you. Other ways I've done this on the Mamas & Co. social media is we share a meet a member post. So if you run a membership or if you have a digital course, you can introduce your people to the world, right? You can say, here's so-and-so, and this is why she's so great. And she's in the, my XYZ community, and she's been making amazing strides, right? When you shine a light on your clients, all those other people who do what that person does go, hey, she can help them. She can help me too, right? Oh, look, I didn't realize so-and-so was in her community. Oh, I really look up to that person. Wow. And she thinks that Leanne is great. Well, then I must be someone who could learn from her too. Like you see the connections. So client success stories are phenomenal. And one of the most basic ways you can do this is ask them for a testimonial and a photo. Or you can even just say, here's what I have written. This tells the story about your journey with me. And I'd like to use this photo of you. Save them the work. Write it for them and have them approve it. Most of my clients say, yes, absolutely. I'm happy to share 
the successes I've had with you because I'm so proud of it and I want other people to have those successes. So don't assume your clients aren't willing to share this stuff. Now, I will say I know that in some wellness businesses, success stories like this, client testimonials are actually not allowed depending on the governing body. But if you can find a way to weave client stories into your social media, I guarantee you're going to start to get more people just like them reaching out. So bring those people in, share their story, and then give them the assets so they can share themselves. So when we do a podcast with a guest, we send the guest the audiogram, we send them the link to the podcast so that they can take that and share it on social media. And what happens is their people then start following us, which is really, really beautiful. So that's why I'm such a huge fan of sharing client success stories. And I just think nothing builds credibility quite like that. Something that's kind of related to that is sharing our members' content. So in this case, you're not actually sharing their success stories of them working with you. You're actually looking at their content and then you're asking permission and sharing it. So why this works so well with Mamas & Co. is this is a community of women who are all doing amazing things. And when we can sort of share, oh, so-and-so's just launched her podcast. Yay, let's celebrate her. Or so-and-so has just done a big talk. You know, what that does is it helps people understand the kinds of people who are in my community. It it attracts them like flies to honey because they say, oh, wow, if I join our community, I'm going to be surrounded by women doing that. It also is just a really great way to curate content, right? Yes, there's content creation, but there's also content curation, which is leveraging the content of the people in your circles. Their content already exists. And guess what? They want to get that content seen by more people. So with permission, of course, you can then share that content. It helps fill your feed for the day. It helps get that person seen by more people. And it is a true win-win, right? You're celebrating them. You're celebrating their big successes that they are sharing, and you don't have to go create content. Amazing. So I am a big advocate for that. And one of the easiest ways, and I would say the most successful way we have done this is, and whether this is, you know, the person on my team who is managing our social media for Mamas and Co is given a list of our members. They actually know all of our members' social media handles. So they can go through and look at their feeds on Instagram. They can go through and see what they're posting and pick out a few. And then they'll DM them and say, hey, can I share this? on our feed. And all we do oftentimes is we share directly to our Instagram stories, right from, you know, that little triangle button below the photo. You can share that onto your Instagram stories. And now you've got Instagram story content for the day that you didn't have to go create. Again, it's just such a beautiful win-win. I'm a big fan of this. Okay. Another strategy that I really think is working for us is over time, we have diversified our platforms. Back in the day, it was just Facebook, and then it became Facebook and Instagram. Then it was primarily Instagram. I will say we are still most active on Instagram, both my own personal Instagram, which is at Leanne Kim Coach, and the Mamas & Co. Instagram. That's still where we see most of our action. That's still where I would say my people are the highest engaged is on Instagram because they are busy mamas. They are on the go. They can look on their phones really quickly and easily. And I I think they're just spending more time on Instagram than any of the other platforms. However, we did want to start reaching different audiences. And so in recent years, I have been more active on LinkedIn 
I actually just the last year have been focused on being seen more on LinkedIn and sharing things that are relevant, particularly to that audience. And I'll tell you who's on LinkedIn for us. It is moms who are in a day job who don't want to (laughs) be. They're on LinkedIn because they have a day job, but they want to be entrepreneurs. They want to launch that side hustle. They want to scale their thing. And so by showing up on LinkedIn, I am capturing that audience as well. And again, thinking about diversifying, just in the past month or so, we started on Pinterest. Now, I am not going to share a lot about Pinterest here because I am definitely no expert, but what I am going to do is in the coming weeks or months, we are going to have Elaine Timms on the show, who is our Pinterest expert, who is going to share with you all the goods so that you can learn more about Pinterest so that you can go explore it for yourself. I don't know enough about it yet to speak to it, but I do know that it is a great traffic driver for many of the business owners I know. So we're testing it out. We're going to see what works, what doesn't. I'll report back. Okay. Another thing that works well for me is batching. Now, whether this is me, myself, or the people on my team that help me, it's batch creating that content when you have a specific content type. So to go back to an example I used earlier, the meet a member post from Mamas & Co., What we will do is we will send out a call to people to fill out a form. They fill out this quick form. They upload a photo to it. Now we've got all the things that we need to create posts and we'll sit down and we'll create eight or 10 of them at a time. That to me is really working smarter, not harder, is creating a whole bunch of content of the same kind at a time. So if you're going to sit down and create, you know, one of those Instagram quote posts, create like 10 of them. Just get them all out of your system, get them into Canva, download them, get them up to your whatever it is, wherever you schedule or or post from. But batching really is going to help you get more done on social media, right? It's not necessarily going to help you reach more people. That's, you know, that is a kind of a different conversation altogether, but batching is just going to help you get it done. And I see far too many people who are creating content all over the place. So think about your different post types. And then again, sit down. If you're going to create one or two, you might as well create eight or 10 at the same time. So you don't have to go back and do it so often. Okay. Another strategy that has worked really well for us that I talk a lot about is hiring this out. Now, what I will say is some people will not be listening to this and be in a position to hire a social media strategist right away. And that's okay. But think about the parts of social media that you could engage someone else with. Maybe you want to invest in a one-off strategy session with a social media expert. If you're not in a position to hire them on a monthly retainer, then maybe you can book, say, two or three hours of their time and talk about mapping out a strategy for yourself. Okay, I know a lot of my clients have done that and it's worked wonders in their business. It's given them a lot of clarity and a lot of tangible tools. I also really think there is a lot that a virtual assistant can do. Now, is every virtual assistant going to be able to curate beautiful images with the eye of an expert photographer? No, they are not. Are they going to be able to write copy like an expert copywriter can? No, probably not. But some of them might. And some of them might be able to take one of those things that you batch, i.e. like quotes are a great example. Give them a template in Canva and then give them 20 of your favorite quotes or point them in the direction of 
what you want them to do and then ask them to go and batch create, right? Oftentimes, people just need to be given a little bit of direction and a little bit of sample content, and then they can go and create more of that for you without you needing to do it. For the most part, a lot of the people that I coach are just spending far too much time on social media. So my last tip to you is when you are on social media, be on it, do what you need to do. So for many of you, it's going to be, I'm going to go in, I'm going to either schedule I'm going to batch schedule or I'm going to go into the platform and I'm going to post. And while I'm in there, I'm going to engage with my people. I'm going to look at the comments. I'm going to reply to any comments that have come in. I'm going to go look through my feed real quick. I'm going to comment on a few of my other, my favorite people, comment on some of their stuff as well because that gets them commenting on your stuff. The idea isn't to be in there 17 times a day, every single day, 365. That's not going to get you anywhere. Working smarter, not harder is so key in this day and age of distraction. So when you go into social media, go in with a plan, set a timer for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and do what you need to do and then get out. I know a ton of people who've grown healthy, successful accounts by spending minimal minutes a day and not even every single day, truly. I look at some of the mompreneurs that I coach that have little kids. They've got babies and toddlers and they just, they can't be in there all day. So, you know, when you think about social media, think about doing more of what works for you. You know, apply that working smarter, not harder strategy. And hopefully some of the ideas I've shared with you today are things that you are going to go out in the world and try as well. And hopefully they'll bring you some success. And eventually, you know, eventually it's going to bring you customers and revenue because that is why we're on social media as a business. Keep that in mind. If you're on social media, but you are not seeing the results in your business, then there is a disconnect and you need to keep working on that marketing, that messaging, and really make sure that you're bringing the right people into your stuff and that they're taking the next step with you. Okay, my friend, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the business of thinking big. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We would love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes, which will help more people like you find the show. And of course, you can learn more at leannekim.com.